Well, I'm going to do the intro yawning. It's time for the Art and Science Punks, the podcast where we talk about art, science, technology. As punks, we love to create, to explore, to fail, to learn, and to listen to loud music. Hold on. Do we really love to fail? <laughs> loud music, yeah. That's a good point. We try to love to fail. Hmm. Cool. And we're trying to teach loving to fail. So we have a, fa- a fail loving compliance policy, but it's hard to, you know, always make it happen. Fail loving compliance policy? Yeah. I don't think I could say that fast three times. Yeah, you did pretty good though. I had to slow it down. Did you notice? <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of your punks, Kate Stenzinger, and with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner. Hi, I am Rob Stenzinger. <laughs> you did very well. This is my part of the intro. <laughs> Tonight, we're going to punk ponder. <laughs> That's the thing. Are you trying to make punk ponder into a, a common term? That. Okay, fine. Okay. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> oh, welcome season two. Punk ponder. Um, we are going to punk ponder common myths and misconceptions, mostly about science. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to cheat a little bit. Are you good? You good with that? Yeah, totally. Like I do very little of my own research. I outsource a dun, lot of it. Dun, dun. Yeah. I mean, I, this, the, the, what I do actually put effort toward learning and understanding firsthand is a pretty small subset of the, the wider amount of research that I benefit from. Well, yeah. And I think, I mean, most of the world is right, is like that, right? We don't have time to all go do independent research Mm-mm. in the world. But what I like about this, so we are going to use um, a list and we'll put a link to this in the show notes, obviously. Um, but there is, um, Geek Wrapped has a list of a hundred common myths and misperce- misperceptions, misconceptions, mm. misconceptions is that word. Um, the world's most widespread falsehoods debunked. And what I understand about this list, and it does have citations for everything at the bottom of this page. Mm, sources so when, are good. Yeah, yeah, sources are good. Um, my understanding is, is when they were doing this, they were trying to find you know, really independent sources to either validate or debunk a lot of these common myths. Um, so I think... Um, there's just some really fun ones in here. And there was a couple of them where I'm like, no way. I'm certain that is true. Just because always been told that. Okay. So isn't that, it's such a wonderful thing, and but such a fraught, potentially uh, risky thing about how we learn stuff. I mean, if, if you're told something at some point and you just believe it. Yeah. It's essentially part of your catalog of facts. Where you're always Absol- looking, comparing things against it. It's like, hey, this new information, guess what? I don't believe you. I believe a thing I already had prior and, and, and felt felt appropriate, comfortable, trusted. Sure. Yeah. So. But I, absolutely, these were part of my knowledge, my facts, my, you know, beliefs. And I mean, and me too. Some of them. I mean, some of them I knew, right? There's some in here. I mean, absolutely. Don't get me wrong. There's some things on this list. I'm like, I knew that one. True. And, but, okay, so I, I'll be curious to learn. Like, some of these things I, I believed at one point and no longer believe. Some of them I, I was still under the impression. Well, I hope everybody yeah. is sitting down for this podcast. Yeah. Not driving in traffic. She may just drive off, off the road because it's just going to... Due to shock. Shock. Humor. No shock. No, just shock. Just shock. Okay. <laughs> it's going to make the earth is round joke right there. Oh. Yeah. What's, what about the roundness? Well, the earth is not flat. 
Yeah, okay. I hope that's not shocking people. Wait a minute. When I look around, I don't see... Knock it off. That's not on the list, guys. Okay, here we go. Okay, good. All right. Um, I'm going to tell you my one of... Uh, I, I've got a couple that I really want to talk about or I enjoy thinking through, and I think you do too. Right, Robbie? Yeah, totally. Awesome. I mean, there's like a, somewhere around like 40 or 50 on this list. It's an infographic. Okay, so the it's infographic meant to, It's is... meant to drive attention to a brand <laughs> that kind of fits. Like if you're a geek, maybe you, you really dig, um, you know... Feeling smart, and when you learn stuff, you feel smart. And they've made this big infographic of all, of all these, you know, misperceptions. And it's it's kind of fun to like. It, it's a little bit of brain candy, right? Yeah, total, total brain candy. But uh, let me read the title of the infographic again. Okay, yeah. see if you notice anything. Mm-hmm. One hundred common myths and misconceptions. So it's at least fifty, <laughs> maybe. At least. It's around 40 or 50 of It's them. seriously like... Uh, it's 100. Uh, 100? 100. That's the title. What's, I didn't count them. That I would didn't actually count them either. be a good exercise. Yeah. But when you were going through your list earlier, I'm like, I didn't read that one. So yeah, I think there is 100 because I skimmed over some. All right. So my first one that I want to share is food before swimming. Eating before swimming does not increase the risk of muscle cramps. So, yeah, I heard that. Debunked. Oh, you knew that one? Yeah. Oh, no, that one, to me, I mean, I never really abided by it, nor do I force my so family it, yeah, to. Yeah, in your personal experience, did it ever really seem to resonate as, as accurate? No, it never happened to me. But, hey, there's a lot of things in the world that have not happened personally to me that I still believe are truths. Yeah, fair enough. But, the like, whole... you know, um, the kids, when the kids had swimming lessons, um, we had a a half hour break in between and I would feed them food and I'd stick the second, I'd stick them both back in the pool right away. Go do your swimming lesson. So <laughs> at the time, knowing theoretically, right. You need a cramp. You're, you know, power they, through man. Okay. Wow. All right. Which so one, far, what okay, do you got? So far science um, was in your favor there, thankfully. Um, okay. So one that is a, it, it's it's a metaphor I like, and so I'm I'm disappointed that you're it's, disappointed that it's a falsehood because I like the story. So you know, I heard a thing, I became attached to it, and now I you know I hear I hear the refuting of the thing, and I'm like, oh, well, it's it turns out that frogs being put in water that gets slowly warmer, you know, they'll get out because they're <laughs> like, hey, forget just, this, this you're... this is not cool. I'm out. Right? Out. They jump out. And the metaphor is like, hey, you know what? If you're you you're, in, you're a boiling part, it, it's like, hey, as a human being, you ever get out slowly overwhelmed about the stuff going on in your life? You're, you know, you're you're kind of like a frog in a in, in a pot of water. That's that, that. Then you add heat, and it slowly warms up, and it starts to boil. The frog doesn't notice everybody, and everyone's like, oh, no, the frog's gonna die. And everyone's like, oh no, I'm the frog. And uh, right. I better, I gotta change my ways. I gotta figure this out. I gotta, you know, don't I'm, get complacent. And I'm like, that's a great metaphor. I have made a couple of different drawings in uh, <laughs> like uh, back in the, the 30 characters in 30 days challenge. Yeah. Where um, <laughs> just no, actually, one of them was was just title art for my, my podcast, the Polytechnicast. Oh, sure. And uh, it just <laughs> just a frog going like ah, hanging out in a in a pot that has some water and boiling and stuff. Or maybe it's about to. It's such a you metaphor. You have been p- perpetuating a myth. Yep, I've been perpetuating it, and you know, darn those, darn those convenient stories. 
that reinforce my yeah. beliefs. Frogs will try to escape. So be so like, right no, here. thanks. No, thanks. I don't want this. So here again, this is one where I'm glad you did not conduct your own research, but yet are relying on the research of others. Mm -hmm. Me too. Same page. I was not think about that one too much. Right on. Okay, I've got an urban legend that turns out totally, totally false. <laughs> okay. You almost said true. I know I almost said true, but totally false. Okay. I know. Are you shocked? An urban legend that's false? Yeah. I mean, it's all about urban legends are titillation. Ooh. Exactly. Have you ever been told that as, as humans, as people, um, at night when we sleep, spiders crawl in our mouth and like so throughout our lifetime we swallow hundreds of spiders i've made peace with it <laughs> well like, well you don't need to mm -hmm. myth i'm i'm glad to learn this <laughs> i've been told that i never actually believed that I mean, one what a, what a jerk spider <laughs> like I what's in my mouth that you need nothing <laughs> nope they don't do it good um, spiders, they don't come anywhere near your mouth. They don't crawl in your mouth. They don't want to have anything to do with it. So everybody, you've not eaten several spiders. I didn't actually believe that one, but I did think that was funny. I wanted to, I wanted to talk about it. But okay. At some point, had you heard it and thought, oh yeah, uh oh, maybe. I had heard it and kind of creeped out. You know, you heard that one right along with, um, spiders laying eggs like in your skin. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's not on the list. So I don't know. That one still might be true. <laughs> That one isn't, but there's an earwig one that, that oh, is. Oh, yeah. So, uh, anyway, yeah. I think people like to creep each other out a lot. Right? And some some creepy is catchy. So, okay. I have another one. Go, go, go. And while I am not vegan, I am vegetarian. and As I, am I. And I, I've lived this where I... but But you hear it a lot over the years where... Sometimes when people people hear hear the news and, the, and that's an unfamiliar thing and there's lots of jokes of, of like, um, let's see, how do you know if anyone's how do you know Kate if anyone's vegan? I I don't know. I just, usually have to have a conversation. Just wait a few seconds and they'll tell you. Oh, you know what I did chuckle. like though. You know what I do like. I do like the vegan character in Scott Pilgrim. That is awesome. That is pretty funny. <laughs> I can't think of the dude's name, but anybody who's seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. He is better than all of us. That Well, you get superpowers, which is true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It is true. And um, which I'm not vegan, so I, I haven't reached that level. But um, the whole idea of, of the shock that there isn't enough protein, right? Which this is, I mean, how so many of us gain knowledge is just our familiar experience and our stories and, and the things that those who are familiar to us share and believe we mm -hmm. absorb and you know a fair percentage of that become our beliefs and so lots of folks i mean and uh i was not i have not been vegetarian vegetarian my whole life but like um i think i had that question i'm like well gosh how, how you, are we gonna get enough protein you get enough well nutrition protein and anything mm -hmm. like um and well turns out yes there, there, is, there is protein in a lot of things compared Tons to of things. What, what you may assume conveniently is obviously full of protein. You know, I know this isn't on the infographic, but since we're talking about it, I know that there's been research out recently that talks about how um, Americans in particular um, get too much protein in their diet. 
too much protein. How 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 right? do you get? Well, I mean that's no thing. I mean, how do you get swole? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got to get tons of protein. No. no, no. So we're good. We're good. We get plenty of protein. We Shpew. and every once in a while. Um, so I will fully admit that every once in a while I worry about this one. Oh sure. Right. Like oh, yeah. are we getting enough? Are the kids getting enough? I've got growing children. Are they getting enough? Mm-hmm. And what do you say to me? There's protein in a lot of things. Let's that's not take what a you look. say to me. Let's take a look at what we are consuming and what amount of protein is in what we are consuming. That's exactly what you say to me. Yep. You usually followed with put it in a Google Doc. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. And we do, and we it's, look it's at it. It's helpful to have an out, out brain, right? outboard memory, some something that, yeah. that that that's a reminder to us that. So uh, I've done that a couple of times where I've um, taken the previous week, like everything we ate the previous week, and kind mm-hmm. of charted it out, just real high level, real quickly. Like not every morsel of food that went into our mouth, but okay, what did we have for dinner each night? What did we have? What did I serve mm-hmm. for breakfast each morning? Um, what did I put in the lunches? And then plugged in, you know, just high level protein. There's some great um, resources online to get really quick hits on. Um, your protein in, in different nutrients too, because there's been other things I've worried about. B two or B twos, B twos. Everybody get your B two. B two bombers. No B twelves and B sixes. Yeah, can be something that vegetarians need to watch. True. Um, and so just taking a look at all of that stuff. And yeah, we've been we've been rock on every time. We've been just fine. Exactly. Gotta. Um, oh, all right. But it's nice to. Um, yeah. That it's it's. I don't know. It's not like that was new to me because right. it's been many years now for me, but like it's still, um, it was a reminder and I thought, yeah. yeah, good to share that one. All right. So I have a question for you. Oh yeah. A meteorite hurling at the earth uh-huh. on fire, flaming, uh-huh. going to just, it hits the earth's ground and then you see the smoke and it smokes and the, the steam rises. Sure. Sure. Out comes an alien. Sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Or, you know, there's just something to investigate in there. Sure. What hit my car? That it kind might of hit your car. Sure. But it's going to leave a huge crater in the earth, mm. and it's going to be a steaming pile of I hot. just finished the payments on that thing. Right? It's the worst. Myth. Okay, so the part that's a myth is the burning hot. Ah, sure. Meteors that um, are often cold when they reach the earth's surface. Fact, most of them have frost on it so people here's what you need to know movies have lied to you <laughs> ah convenient i guess visual maybe, representation to reinforce a maybe the steam could be ice meeting within a story you know what i mean i'm thinking of movies i've seen where meteors hit the earth and oh, like sure. there's like this seemingly hot steam rising maybe i would imagine some ice. directors would say hey harumph that was ice it is it yeah. is steaming because it's cold meeting the heat of the atmosphere yeah Anyway, they're ice cold. Ice cold. Sometimes they have frost on them. Yeah. Meteors hitting the earth. Cold. It's good to know. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think that was a good one. I like that one. I like that one. Yeah. It, it, it also makes sense too. So. All right. I have two more. What do you got? Uh, let's see what I have. Um, I for sure have one more and, um, it's the, uh, left and right brain. I have those. <laughs> True. <laughs> yes. I also uh, have that middle piece. The corpus callosum. The, the what now? The corpus callosum. Corpus callosum. That's cool. I so in 
so I tend to I tend to read things in the realm of human cognition and user experience, and um, oftentimes things get simplified in well you you roughly have three three jobs in your brain and and it's it's like you have sort of the primitive brain and basic motor function basic um or basic urges and then you'll have like a rational brain and then an, emo, an emotional brain and sort of like emotional brain is like high, higher cognitive function and like no a rational brain higher cognitive function emotional is kind of like in between and this is really helpful, honestly, to mm-hmm. think about like, how, how do people see an ex- yeah, how do people see and experience things? And I cannot readily day to day, you know, depending on how frequently I've read a thing, recall like, oh yeah, that's that's the hypocampus or hypothalamus or right, whatever. sure. And um you know, but I do get that metaphor of there's these three jobs, right? Yeah. And so the jobs of the left brain and right brain, the the whole the whole idea of well, you've got your artistic side creativity. of your brain. It's creativity and it's, you know, that's the right side of the brain. But then the left side of the brain has the rationality and yes. math. Math and language centers. Mm-hmm. And another convenient metaphor mm-hmm. where I, I, it's like, well, wait a minute. I think my brain can do those things and this helps me exp- you know, understand them and kind of categorize them. Well, and I feel I lean them. more one way or the other, right? You know, I'm very analytical mm-hmm. and very creative. You know, where's the balance in my left brain, brain right brain? Wow, I talk really good too, Bane. <laughs> left brain, right brain? That's right. I've not even seen that movie. <laughs> Isn't that Batman Dark Knight? Yeah. <laughs> So is this left brain, right brain thing a myth? Uh, yeah. Well, what's funny is <laughs> I need to read more about it because this, uh, this, this convenient infographic list yeah. points to it being a myth. And so to me, it seems to be a myth in the, in the, in the um, sort of literal sense that these jobs are only handled on one side or the other because there have been... Um, some of the, some of the evidence that points against that it are um, people who have had a damage to the, to one side or the other oh, of sure. their brain, and there and over time it, there is a compensation that can happen. So it seems that it's not like limited to a, a hemisphere. Sure, I think it's really interesting. I think that'd be interesting research to follow up on because I know um, you know many moons ago when I studied uh, child development and, and studied cognition and studied the brain, we were taught the different pieces of the brain, the different parts of the brain having different jobs. Um, and that research was all founded on, um, because of people who had damage to one side, the other of the brain or had, you know, components of their brain missing, um, kind of what that behavior looked like. Mm. But I think what we've learned since then, because that was a long time ago, is the brain's ability to continue to grow and learn and build new connections, right? So now we know now that, um, you know, people used to think that by the time you were, gosh, I think it was, the, the number has changed a bit, but it was like, by the time you're 19, your brain is set, you know, and there's nobody, there's no change in, you know, kind of who you are. And that is turned out to not be true. We gain new pathways through the brain our entire lives. You know, there's these what rapid a, periods of growth. What a huge idea. Like, right. so I, I think uh, folks going through through school now are ho- are hopefully exposed to that. Oh, yeah. Because 
honestly, going through school, being told that, well, things kind of freeze up from here on out. Right. And like it reinforces a narrative of like, well, you better just go get a job and be industrious until at some point you sit in a, you know, in a chair and watch TV until you can't hold your bathroom anymore. <laughs> right? I mean, that was kind of the model of retirement that, that sure. we were taught. Sure. But yeah, and that's exactly it. And now they talk about, you know, what's going to be your next career? Like what in retirement now, it's talked about what's going to be your retirement career. What are you going to learn? And we know now, mm. um, you know, even in, in, we both have parents kind of in that older age range, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and with my parents for certain, we, you know, they're in their 80s. And so to talk about um, at the beginning of their 80s, mom, dad, if you're listening, they're, you know, 79 and 80 just for the record there. I didn't try to put them in their 80s. But we try to make sure that they are learning new things and picking up, you know, new school skills. My dad worked on learning a new language. And again, a lot of it had to do with, you know, in that retirement age, in his mid seventies, um, keeping that brain sharp and they know that research and they know that that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom learns new games, new, whether it's a new card game or Mahjong or, or whatever, um, you know, that's something important to her to kind of keep, uh, the brain active. Is that, is it, is it the, the, the quality or attribute described as neuroplasticity? Yeah. Okay. I believe so. I believe that's what it is, you know, but again, we continue to grow the, those, our strength in those pathways in the brain is, you know, that can happen anytime. That's good news. Mm-hmm. Good news for our podcast. Good news. Keep Branded as lifelong learners. Yeah. That's right. Lifelong learning. I know. Might be a topic in the future. Do you remember, Robbie, back in 1938? <laughs> Not from personal experience. Orson Welles, 1938. What does that, what does that do for you? Okay. That, that really narrows things down. Okay. There was a, uh, like a radio drama. Yep. That, that he, I don't know if he performed or directed or both. Performed, yeah. Okay. Called War of the Worlds. The War of the Worlds. Yeah. And it was about an alien invasion. Dang it. Right? I, I knew that. So, okay. Then, and, it, and what happened? What I was told what happened is that people went nuts. Yeah. People were like, oh no, there's aliens invading. It's on the radio. It's true. And then, then there was widespread panic. Yep. Not so much. Not so widespread, not so panic. Turns out that's a or, myth. Or was it um, not on the radio? <laughs> yeah, we've all been lied to. This that's this broadcast never happened. Okay. No, no, the broadcast happened, but there was not widespread panic. Okay, well that makes my news story a lot more boring. <laughs> I know, right? So I just think it's funny because that has been used as a trope in many movies of our generation, this mm-hmm. whole Orson Welles War of the Worlds causing panic. Yeah, it totally. In movies and television shows. I mean, as a comedic, you know, piece. Yeah. I mean, it's, so, I mean what a useful storytelling true. thing. And um, an and, and interesting, oh, is there truth to that though? how people can overreact to what they hear. I mean, even though that example is false. Okay, though... so, but let me give, let me, let me put it in current day context. Okay. Um, what was the, the Matt Damon movie where he was trapped on Mars? Oh, The Martian. The Martian, thank you. The Martian. Um, 
there were news story after news story after news story after that came out about people being like, you know, that that didn't work, you know, that couldn't happen or that didn't happen da, 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 or, you know, like uh-huh. people just believing it was true. Like it was it was a documentary, not a film. Is that still <laughs> no, right? So while I do know, I noticed uh, posts related to that. Yeah, I can't think of them off but the like, right now. But you how true were they? Right, right. There's somebody just being funny. A couple layers to it where, yeah. Well, maybe back in 1938, people had a really funky sense of humor too, and they didn't have oh Twitter to be funny on, so they, I don't know, went out on the street corner. I don't know, and then one reporter saw them, but. <laughs> it's really the same story. I, like, yeah, there are, there are totally parallels where it's sort of a someone says, "Aren't people quirky? Look at what look at what could happen. Look at what I'm going to say did happen." But then, eh, yeah, did it really? You know, I have one other example that's a little um, a little strange, but I can remember, um, gosh, prior to the election, there was an actor who went to a Hillary Clinton. Uh, event Mm. and was was filmed at it and people were very very angry because and i can't think of the name of the actor i apologize Um, but the actor had played um a soldier in some um sniper movie recently okay and this this sniper character was a hardcore republican okay and so then when the actor showed up at the clinton rally People lost their minds. And again, it was kind of oh. that same thing where it was like, it was a movie. <laughs> right. That was a character. But this person was like, again, and again, again on Twitter, right? How much of it was really people being incensed Things and how much it was people totally being get funny. Over, yeah. yeah. Uh, so funny. I, and that, that thread, I think, works through all these different examples. Yeah. Of like, yeah, stories we want to believe. And then, I don't know, I'd be curious to hear, like, if, if ever anyone wants to tweet at us, like, um, you you know, based on the ones that we picked out of the 100, or um, if you check out the 100 story, like, what, um, what, what surprised you? What resonates? Yeah. What, what, what ones do you wish still were, still were, like, or, well, still were, still were actually true? Were ever true. Were ever, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Very awesome. cool. All right, do you want to jump on to picks, or do you have more? No, I, I've, I'm, I am, uh, I'm still dealing with the frog issue. Yeah, so, that's going to be a rough one for you. I know, convenient stories, false, darn it. But, um, but yeah, I'm totally ready to, um, to work through this by, by doing picks. I want to say one more thing before we move on to, oh. to picks. Just, um, again, giving props to Geek Wrapped, which is who put together this info- infographic. Mm-hmm. And not knowing a lot about Geek Wrapped, but taking a look at their site, they, they have um, awesome like gift ideas for the geek and nerd in your life. So, uh, Yeah, I, admittedly, this infographic did its job because I did get curious. I'm like, well, what do these people have? Yeah, what are they doing? What are they up to? So who knows? I don't know if they're awesome or great or have good good or poor customer service, but um, but I'm totally curious. Yeah. It'll be so, fun. All right. All right. So I have a science pick. Do you have an art pick? I do. do you know We're well matched. We are. Because we do an art pick and a science pick every week. Yes. Nice. Success again this week. 
So what do you think? Should I go first on the art pick? All right. Sounds great. Um, so there was a tweet recently by um was it about war of the worlds that it was war of the worlds all over again all over again i read it flipped my desk ran for to ran to catch a bus any ran for cover just to get out right and turns out no i nope actually this is um uh so let's see zach lieberman i think he oh gosh what is it called the the school for computing arts or oh gosh hold on School for Poetic Computing. That's Ooh, where poetic he Poetic Computing. Yeah. That's nice. What an awesome name for a school. That is an awesome name. And uh, I have, uh, I've seen Zach speak a couple of times at IO, right? Mm-hmm. IO being a, um, a yearly f- um, sort of festival of um, creative computing, data, ethics and design, design, and intersection of a bunch of things. Where, sure. Yeah. So he's, um, he does a lot of experiments. He, he plays around and he tep- typically frequently, like maybe even daily puts out a thing on the, on, in, in his, in his feed that he experimented with. And this is one of ex- his experiments where in a chain of experiments that he's been exploring, uh, augmented reality, um, via the iOS AR kit and open frameworks. So if you're into those things and you're a creative coder, you, you, I'm sure this is old news and what have you, but like, um, the Apple AR kit is newish, right? That's that, that was just announced this year. Oh, it's a newer one. Yeah. And, um, let's see, Apple a couple of year, years ago bought Matayo and I had been on a couple of projects where actually my team used Matayo, right. right? The, their SDK and, the, uh, software development kit to help, um, do some things where you're putting stuff that is not real into the real world from a screen, right? So if you have a camera looking at a room and then all of a sudden you throw you put like a well, Pokemon for instance, exactly. Yes. That the uh, Pokemon go does do AR, right? Right. And um, so you could have things that, that visualize like um, anything in your environment, Right puts a character in your scene, in your hand, on your desk or whatever, or puts stuff in your room, stuff on your walls. That's all augmented reality because it's incorporating something that's virtual into the physical world, right? Sure. Probably old hat to every listener here, but just like to make sure. And um, I'm thinking of all sorts of examples right now, but I won't share. Okay. They're totally like... Inappropriate. Inappropriate. Okay. Thank you for filtering. So I'll keep on going. Um, This, uh, uh, so, okay. Zach Lieberman did, did an example where um, he was pulling the, so he has the camera of his, his device uh, filming a scene while he's speaking. And then he's using the augmented reality to, to put the waveform of his voice or his, sound effects he's making verbally right uh-huh. into the world where the, his camera is and if that doesn't sound cool you should check out the link okay because it's crazy awesome and i'm just going to play this to hear see kate's reaction um and we can't hear it so let's see here come here and 
So my reaction is yeah. Let's delayed. put put on your uh, put on a headphone here. Lean in close, and can you see this? Yeah. So Zach is pulling a camera and pushing a camera through 3D space. After he's while he's recorded something, all of a sudden little poofs come into the world. That is really cool. And then when he's done recording it, he can he can revisit every one of those little little sound wave poofs. poofs. I like your word of poofs. And all of a sudden it plays back the sound, forward or reverse. Nice. Super cool. Yeah. How did so, he, where did he build this in the, the Apple AR? Yeah. Very cool. So I will put a link, you know, of course, in the show notes. So is there code there that we could we could do this? Hmm. I haven't noticed if Zach shares his source okay. code. But um, very cool experiment, though. Totally. I love that. Yeah, nice art pick. So for the science pick tonight, um, my science pick. So at the end of season one of Art Science, Art and Science Punks, um, we talked about uh, NASA's uh, Juno spacecraft. Mm-hmm. And NASA's Juno spacecraft was going to do, is, which is circling around Jupiter, um, was going to pass over in July the the great red spot and get closer than it's been before, which is like this area in Jupiter of these giant storms. And there's this dark, dark spot um, that's kind of always been there that we can, you know, that we've seen, but we don't know a lot about. So that happened on July 10th, the spacecraft moved juno went over took a ton of pictures Mm. and so you can go out now and you can see the photos and actually they have a site where like all the raw photo data is downloaded and you can pull that down you can edit it you can kind of work with it and see what you learn from it um and again this all happened in july so there's a lot of great photos out there wow um yeah it's really cool but what's an interesting thing about the great red spot um on jupiter is that the earth would fit within this like that's how giant it is that's how large it is is it's like 1.3 times the size of the earth Mm. this spot on jupiter which if you're looking at the planet of jupiter you know it it doesn't it's very small on jupiter right jupiter is huge huge so anyway they haven't you know they haven't released a whole lot of learnings or findings from what you know what they've gotten but they they have um shared a lot of images and so the images are pretty cool so i encourage people to go out and take a look at that and um you know you can like i said look at the raw image data also um so what's something that really struck you as um i don't know surprising fascinating um something that sparked your curiosity about what you've seen from the latest red spot pictures yeah um you know I had nothing kind of new from the spot pictures just because they're, they're really cool to look at. Um, but there isn't a whole lot of information, at least from the data analysis kind of component of it yet. Mm. Um, but for me, I think what's so fascinating and interesting is this is a storm on the planet surface, um, that has been going on, they think for like 350 years. And so that is fascinating to me right along with the size of it. The fact that this is like the size of the planet earth. I mean, just the, you know, sheer immensity of that Hmm. is, is super fascinating to me. Um, I think it'll be interesting. I think there's just so much that we can learn 
as as kind of time goes forward and as mm-hmm. we're collecting more data. But I don't have any I don't have any other insights right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm really curious. Like, what's it made of? Like, what is in in that? I think it's bubble gum. <laughs> okay, that would make sense. That's why it's sort of reddish. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, I agree with you that you know yeah. what's it made of? What's going on? Because you know. it sounds like, and where is it coming from? Because the rest, the rest of the um, sort of outer surface view of of Jupiter is, I mean, those are some pretty awesome pictures as well. Well, right? absolutely, and I can tell you, there's um, there's been other passbys. Again, Juno has done other, you know, other captures, not mm-hmm. just the red spot. The red spot was in July, but as recently as September, Juno did other photographs of the planet. And there's some beautiful photos of, of the planet in, from September. So but much more one, detail than the ones I remember growing up. Yeah, very detailed. But also one of the things they're learning is um, the auroras in Jupiter, which is something that they can kind of always see. So if you think of like in the Earth, the aurora borealis, right, mm. the northern lights, Mm-hmm. Um, being that electromagnetic kind of uh, shower of lights mm-hmm. are so much stronger in Jupiter and deeper and brighter and crazier. Um, but they're with the other um, data that's being captured from again from from the spacecraft Juno, they're learning about those auroras and learning a lot of different things and how they actually are behaving differently than what we see on Earth. And so they're trying cool. to kind of figure that out. Um, so there's some interesting research there too, but um, I was just kind of focused on that. Yeah, the the, the, the red, red spot, spot flyby yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, awesome. Like, okay, great picks. Yeah, that's my science pick. So everybody right. check out the link and you know visit Juno and and see what's going on there. Sounds good. Well, that wraps us up for today. Thank you for listening and being a part of our art and science punks community. Robbie, tell the fine people where they can find us online. Art and Science Punks has a blog at artandsciencepunks.com and on Twitter at, we are just the, you know, Art Science Punks. There's no and in there. And you can find our podcast feed at artsciencepunks.fireside.fm or on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Podcasts, where we would appreciate your kind words and ratings. I also want to let everybody know that both on the blog and on Fireside, we now have links to sign up for our newsletter. We'll be launching an Art and Science Punks newsletter here in the next couple of months. So get out and sign up for the newsletter on either one of those sites. Thanks, and you can tweet me at Kate Stenzinger on Twitter. And I am Rob Stenzinger on Twitter and Instagram. Keep building, making, and sharing. I think I said damn. Uh, damn's fine. Okay, good. Yeah. Trump's president. Good night. <laughs>